I mean, you say you were born ready, but were you really born ready? I'm pretty sure you could. Ready. I don't even think you could walk when you were born. No, but I'm but, still ready. I don't think you like, had... psychologically. Psychologically, I was there. I was, you know. Do you think that's what that means? It's it's all about the mental preparedness for for life when you're born. Well, when you jump off a diving board, you know you've got to mentally jump off that diving board before you jump off that diving board. You know, you just got to throw balls to the wall and go. You know. I mean, I I hear what you're saying, but uh, I'm pretty sure you came out <laughs> screaming and crying like a little baby. <laughs> Probably was when I jumped off a diving board or something. <laughs> just straight. Mum was up there on the diving board and just whew, straight out into the water. Yep. Into the water. I'm a dolphin. Interesting fact, my son, my son was a water birth, interestingly. There you go. On a diving board yeah. as well. There you go. No, no. That was me. This, this should be an Olympic sport. <laughs> Olympic diving birth giving. Uh, anyway, we probably should start the, the podcast because, you know, that's what we're here to do. Okay, let's go. Start the podcast. All right. Uh, thanks for that intro. That was pretty good. But, um, I'm just thinking, actually, do you know, I am today old when I realized that The Notebook, you know, the movie The Notebook that all the chicks like? I, I am aware of this. Yeah, trying I don't to think if I've seen it. I haven't seen it, but I am, I am today old when I realized that The Notebook is not about a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Apparently, it's about. Although, to be actual... fair, the notebook, the notebook film makes women cry, and notebook laptops make me cry. So I can it's, relate. I can understand the tears. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. All right. Um, hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This is uh, Happy Hedgehogs and Busy Beavers. Uh, after a short yeah. name change from last week, uh, we feel like that represents us much better. I being the happy hedgehog and my friend general here being the busy beaver. Uh, we, we should be having a good time. Uh, this week's episode is entitled, I don't know what, but we'll, we'll figure that out by the end. I'm th- pretty sure about that. What do you reckon we should call this week's episode, General? Um, I think uh, the... the uh, come back to me on that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, what, what can we call this episode? Uh, the first one is called Pilot. So um, I guess this episode would be um, Passenger. Uh, passenger. The person that hands out the nuts. Of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your arms and legs inside at all times. If we're going to go down that route, I'm not sure if we're going to make it to next week. <laughs> we'll no, to... it'll be Parachute next week. We'll parachute next week. And then Jungle Man. <laughs> Uh, 40 oh, years yeah. in the jungle Jumanji style. No, no, I think yeah, we'll call I think we'll call this episode the name change. How's that sound? Yeah, I think that's appropriate. There we go. So this episode called The Name Change. Anyway, welcome. Uh, the first topic we're going to be hitting it off with this week is actually one of mine because we went with generals last week. And uh, it is actually a really interesting one to me because something I think about a lot. And it actually is, you know, uh, everybody talks about the simple life 
uh, and you're living out in the wilderness or having a cabin in the woods and just living off the land and not having to worry about any of the commercialist or, or uh, capitalist style things that we have to worry about in life. Now, the actual topic of that is, is that an impossible dream? And I think what I'll do is I'll ask the question of General straight away and see if he mm. can answer that. So, General, what do okay, you Okay, well, that, that's, that's an interesting one because I do have that dream. I actually, I've, I've, for a long time, uh, I've always wanted to live in Canada by a big... Uh, sort of lake with big trees around the outside, a nice sort of log cabin style feel, um, being able to drive probably about a mile or two down the road and have my convenience store and stuff and also have broadband, uh, you know, like proper decent broadband um, with no neighbours for miles. Um, that's, you know, I mean... that, that has actually been you know, <laughs> a, a dream of mine. I think it might be distorting the simple part with the broadband edition there, but I mean, <laughs> it's simple. In... It's a millennial thing, I think. Is the, I have hey, to have, no, have, to have okay. Wi-Fi at my cabin. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, how am I going to get my Netflix to, in if I, if, I, if I can't do my Netflix? That's part. You know, Netflix and chill. Without the Netflix, it's just chill. What's that all about? That's it. You know. Well, I, th- I think um, the impossible so, part, though, right? So, like, it's a dream. You say it's your dream. It's mm-hmm, my dream mm-hmm. as well. Oh, I'd yeah, love yeah, to just be. My, my wife would would be all about living in the middle of some four hundred billion acre place. But I can tell you that yeah. the amount of money or, or capitalism that it takes to get there mm. in, in our respective countries is quite yep. a lot. I mean, it's not something that you can just go and do without. No, you, no, you, can't, you can't just live your life uh, that way. You can't choose to do it and then just go. Because, as I said, the amount of money that it takes to do is very inhibitive to the situation because eventually... You'll run out of food. You can't buy the land that you're going to stay on. And they don't just let you live in a tent in the middle of nowhere. So hmm. I, I wonder if it is possible in in any of the countries around the world um, where you could just go out. So I don't in- know what it's like your side of the world, um, but where I live, we have um, romantic gypsies who um, have little communes uh they're, they're commonly known as travelers but these these particular ones aren't really travelers they've been very um settled in their uh little communities and they're like uh, it's quite a simplistic life i you know they may or may not have broadband i, I couldn't tell you I, I doubt it um but they live in uh small homemade little uh buildings uh literally like little caravans or camper vans and uh they live in on a little bit of land um, so, so the simple life in that sense, I guess, is possible. Um, I know there's a lot of hatred by other people, though, towards these communities, which I, I, I sort of understand the arguments, but I'm not one for in- encouraging hatred or, or, or anything like that, where, where people are like, well, we have to pay council tax and we have to pay this and then governments and police enforcements and stuff come in and get involved and whatever. But I mean, to simply strip back your life and live without wi-fi i mean if i had that that dream even if i had wi-fi would i actually probably like not use the wi-fi you know like like at the moment i have a a little building um attached to my house that i i use for all my work uh days and my my computers and and everything else i do um and that's sort of a little self-isolated little cabin in the garden as such um but if i lived 
sort of where my dream vision is with the lake and the trees and stuff would i would i actually just turn off all that technology you know i, I talk about netflix i mean could yeah. well be just a dvd collection <laughs> and would i use it anyway <laughs> you know would I, you know it's the entertainment side of things if i'm if i'm at peace with my surroundings would, would i need to be entertained in that variety you know? can, can you just go outside and chop wood all day that's the thing right i mean yeah. chop wood catch catch a snake yeah. eat it i don't know, about, I don't know why yeah. a snake actually Fires. Is there any snakes you know, in the UK? Sure. We have lots of snakes. Yeah, we have we, we have snakes. We don't we're not like Australia where everything can kill you, but we do have a couple of like <laughs> uh common grass snakes they're called. Uh, my dad used to uh breed them before he met my mum. My mum has a phobia of snakes, he got rid of the snakes for my mum. Are they are they so, good yeah. eating though, is the question. Um never eaten a UK snake. I, I wouldn't have thought so. They're like giant worms, I think, basically. I think there you go. They're non <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So I'm not um, sure. I think, think... rabbits and hares. If you're uh, going to go down that route, I don't know if we're answering this question, but I can definitely tell you that maybe we've redefined what the simple life is these days by by the addition of Wi-Fi and potentially. Um, I think it, it would be important to identify it, what the simple life is to you, because to me, mm. it's like sort of like what you said. I would like to just be in my own room, and I think it's a symptom of having, you know, lots of children. I have five for those of you that don't know, uh, just having a room where I can go and I can shut the door and, uh, no one's allowed in and they can't knock on the door. And if they do knock on the door, like their arms fall off or something like it has to be like, you cannot knock on this door. And if that existed in my life, I think I would have succeeded, uh, in, in that, it, for a small period of time, it's like short snippets of, of the simple life. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the simple some... life. Sorry, go on. No, I'm just saying, I'm sure there's some people out there that agree with me on that one. If you do, let us know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think, you... I think the, uh, for me, though, has been influenced very heavily by the sociological changes that have happened because of the internet. So our generation, you know, we, we, we have this like idea of maybe turning off the technology and spending time with the person that we're with and, you know, and, and enjoying the, the fresh air and the trees and stuff. And then you've got the influencer types now on TikTok and Instagram and other platforms that are like on a boat in the middle of nowhere taking selfies and, mm. you know, or in a mansion with broadband and lots of light everywhere. Wind, Don't we love those people? Of... <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it's so easy to portray yourself as enjoying yourself and having everything that your privilege has allowed you to have uh, on, on Instagram and stuff. But it's not the real uh, behind-the-scenes lifestyle of that. And, and right, right, right. that person's portraying a version of the simple life. And if you aspire and you get that version of the simple life, it may actually be more miserable than the life you've actually got already. They always so it's seem, quite an interesting concept. They always know. seem so lonely. Uh, what do you call influencers. Influencers, what you call them, wasn't mm. it? Uh, they, they always seem yeah. so lonely. They're always by themselves, taking selfies, you know, just standing there by themselves, no one hugging them. I mean, when I'm out with my wife, I like to take a picture of myself. It's going to be uh, with her, my arms around her and someone else holding the camera. You know, this is where those videos of people. Anyway, let's leave that alone <laughs> um, because I, I feel like I'm waffling. And that's something we're going to have to taper down uh, from the feedback that we got last week is uh, a little bit of waffle. And I'm sure that's going to happen again. So don't you worry. 
uh, for those of you who didn't it mind. The, didn't fix mind it in the, the cut. <laughs> you just cut that out. Um, but we'll move on to our next topic now, which actually ties really closely in with our first topic, which is fantastic. Um, and this is actually General's topic. And he he asks the question, would the four-day week work best for the world? Now, I'm going to answer it first because obviously uh, he answered my question first. And I would say this is a very interesting topic. And and you know what? I want to say that there's two parts. There's the one where we say, okay, well, everybody wants a three-day weekend every week, right? That's just – I mean, I think we all agree – a three-day weekend every week sounds magnificent. But also there's the fact that they have actually tried this uh, in, in, in other countries. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, Switzerland, you know, if I'm, if uh, I'm not. Yep. It's one of the in London recently. Um, New Zealand and Sweden. Sweden. For the... It's probably Sweden yep. instead of Switzerland. Yep. Um, but it was one of the S's. And we all know that in Australia we think Switzerland and Sweden are the same place. So don't worry. Uh, one of them has more guns. I'm sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> Could be either one. I don't know which one. I believe one Iceland of them... have also trialed it as well successfully. There you go. So every trial that's ever been done of the four-day week has yielded better results in the workplace, more productive, more profits, and, and everybody's just really happy with it, the bosses and, and employees alike. Yet we're still dealing with bosses that just won't do it. I don't understand why, if it's working, why you wouldn't want to try it. Or if it made you more money, why you wouldn't want to try it. What is this thing that's happening out there that people think uh, that somehow, even though the, all the evidence points towards this is the right way to go, they still ignore all of that evidence and just stick with what they think is right. Is this is this a common thing? Is this what's happened in London? Of course, I don't know. You tell us, General. They're, they're trialing, yeah. They're try they're trialing it with a a, a group of uh, companies, but um, those those companies have opted into this program, which sort of makes it an unfair trial because um, obviously they want to give it a try and give it a go, whereas other companies would not opt into it or don't want to opt into it because of their preconceived perceptions like um so i bounced this around my personal employment so i work a 40 hour week uh in my job um mm. i could do 40 hours in four days i could do 10, 10 you know well probably be about 11 hour shifts uh an hour for lunch in the middle there um and then you know I, I could actually get exactly the same amount of work if not more work done in that day because then i'm not having to do the normal thing of I've started something just before I've left work and then I've got to try and remember what it is and pick it back up in the morning. Uh, and after about three or four coffees, I get going. Whereas in a longer work day, I, I can separate my day by my lunch hour, come back in after lunch and carry on. And, and I think to me, it make it makes more sense. And I did, I did bounce the idea around my office, but um, the company I work for then it's not something that they would necessarily look into with their current business mindset because they've so got you're... this very rugged idea of how working hours should be and and, um, 
they're a very stereotypical business in that sense of um, <laughs> we are a Monday to Friday business. You know, we won't have the staff on the Friday. And I'm like, well, actually, our company does work on the weekends. You've got Monday to Friday. You've actually got a position there. You can open up more jobs and you can actually get more work done and people working more efficiently and longer. Um, but the traditional methodology of the nine till five, which is what my company tends to try and aim for with the support structure around that working extra hours um it's yeah it's it's an interesting one um i'd like to see it become the norm in the countries that have trialed it it has improved things um but i do see that the almost social dynamic of successful businesses or businesses that are driven to try and make price you know it, it it also links into this whole traveling thing so there's a whole concept now where if you travel to work, you're actually sort of losing money from traveling to work, not just because you're paying for fuel and stuck in traffic and congestion and the environment and all the other side of things, but more the fact that if you travel to work, that is lost time of yours that has value and the company should really pay for you to travel to work because you're traveling to their workplace to do the work for them. Now, try and get a company to agree to that. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> that ain't ever going to happen. Yeah. Um, and if it does, that's, a, that's an interesting employer right there. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Very open-minded. Well, I mean, um, I want to take that. Yeah. Just, just stop there for a second. I think, actually, you know what? There's this story. Um, that I, I'm a big Disney fan. I don't think that's uh, hidden um, from my outward appearance on the, on the internet. But I would say that... Um, Disney, when he had employees that lived in other states that he really wanted to have in, in, in his business. And he was very choosy and very particular about who he had because he always wanted the best quality of things. Uh, he had, uh, employees that lived in other states and what he would do is fly them to work every morning. So he would, he would have this person get on a plane, fly for an hour, land, and then, hmm. Uh, get into work. Now, what what happened one morning was I had a meeting that was really early and the the person who would normally fly to work uh, wasn't going to make it in time, so he decided to drive to work, which turned out to be quicker than actually flying yeah. to work, right? And <laughs> and he gets, he gets to work and Disney, uh, Walt was his name, he walks up to him and says, oh, how you going? No worries, I'll give you a lift to the airport when the day is over. And he says, oh, I didn't, I didn't catch the plane today. I actually drove. And he said, well, I've, I've got this perfectly good plane there for you. Why didn't you catch the plane? You know, rah, rah, rah. He's like, oh, it was, it's just quicker to drive. And he said, that's not the point. He said, the point is that when you get on the plane, you sit down, you can have a cup of coffee, you can read through your newspaper, you're ready for work when you get here. You're not spending all your time concentrating on the road and doing all of those things. So Walt being, I know, and I know a lot of people shade uh, the Disney mm. company lately, but I can tell you that if you actually research the things that he put into the world, and if you have a look at his business practices in times when the things cool. that he were doing were unfashionable, hiring women, uh, making, you know, and, and he, he bucked the trend at every stage mm. of, of, of employment. In, in the years that he was doing it, it was not acceptable to do what he was doing and he pushed for those rights. And and yes, you could say by today's standards, yeah, okay, he 
he only let he didn't let women be animators at one point, right? But mm-hmm. at that point, women weren't supposed to be working. And he allowed them to come and work for him. And and although it's a small step, it was a step that created a line for those groups and those um, people to to get into the workplace. And eventually, of course, now we have animators and and all of the jobs can be filled by by any person, including women and and other cultures and races and all sorts of things. And there's no dramas whatsoever. Mm. But somebody has to take the first step. And I always see... I know I'm waffling, so don't even comment on that. <laughs> but I can say, tell you right now that he was doing this kind of thing 50 years ago, 60 years ago. No, yeah. and, and he was putting out working uh, work-life balance. He was putting out yeah. allowing um, cult- multiculturalism in the workplace. He was putting out using your imagination and your time and – and thoughts efficiently, but not too much so that you were overworked and, and stressed. He would encourage people to work hard when he needed them to and give them the breaks when they needed them. So I'm really a big fan. Good leader. I can tell you I'm a big fan of Disney. <laughs> and you may hear it again, but I encourage anybody that questions what I'm saying or that has heard otherwise, please go and investigate this on YouTube, on the internet, just learn about that business practice. Because to be honest, if everybody used those methodologies, our world would be a, a much better place. So that's all I have to say about that. I mean, now, I don't know about you, Sonic, but like uh, on many jobs that I've had, not not, not not the current one I'm working, but but in general, since I've been in the, the work-life um, rotation, uh, there's been many days where I've worked throughout the night, worked over the weekends for free for companies. Yeah, more full me, but you're <laughs> almost you're more shepherded that way. Uh, the pressure is on to complete the project or deliver the deliverables or whatever, and you go out your way in the hope that your boss notices that potentially you get a pay raise or at least a bonus or some pat on the back that's of some substance that can put a meal on the table for your kids, etc. But like there's a lot of that happening naturally in business and it's still happening now. And if the 10 hour work day comes in or, you know, however, however you want to break down this 40 hours uh, a week and just stuck down to four days and you've got a three day break from that. And you're also getting paid for working those long hours. It's fair compensation. I think personally, um, Currently, you're 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 giving so much of yourself. Like, even if you stay ten minutes behind work and you're late, and then you're caught in traffic, and then you know your other half's there waiting for you to get home to have a meal with you or just to see you after however many hours you've just worked. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's definitely valuable time that that has a higher price than the salary you're earning, but you need that salary to provide for that life. Um, so yeah, it comes ultimately down to work-life balance, um, which is definitely what you were just describing mm. um, just then. And and I, I personally, I'm, I'm in favor of that, but I'm also in favor of hybrid working because it's, it saves the, makes the roads clearer for traveling to work. It saves fuel costs. You know, it brings down the, the use of, of fuel in general. Um, your office saves money. So your business saves money because they can turn off power. You know, the aircon doesn't have to run 24 seven, things like that. You know, it, 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 there's massive benefits to hybrid. Um, 
And and I'm I'm a big fan of that. However, I I do work for a company that does like Monday to Friday nine to five thirteen. And... <laughs> well, it's it's, it's and something... I support that for anyone listening. <laughs> Anybody here? Uh, like <laughs> uh, no, but it is it is like that, isn't it? I mean, I honestly have sat in enough business meetings and enough corporate situations where you can have the best business plan in the world, but because you are the one delivering it, or because they have what they're doing right now and that's what they're going to do and that's the way that they've learned and that's all that they know no matter what you present it's it just taught them it just will not change their mind and and you'd think that a boss knowing that a happy workforce works harder makes more money achieves more is beneficial to the company a happy workforce is is a and and doing these things makes them more money and makes their staff happier. You'd think that they would be really, really trying to implement these things into their business, but they're not. And it'd be there'd be there'd be small businesses and places that are doing it, and I'm sure we'll hear about it. There's somebody saying, "Oh yeah, 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 my boss, my boss, and this and that and that." And I congratulate those bosses and fantastic, good on you. You're the best. But I can tell you there'll be many millions more that will tell the same story of they don't care. They don't care if you're happy. They don't care if you if your life is easier or if your job can be done more efficiently because they pay you to do that. And this is their words. They pay you to do that job. So it's not about making your life easier. It's about making more, you know, making money. And and they will go away from making your job easier and allowing you more mind space and happier life and an easier life because that's not what they pay you for. They pay you to have a hard time. They want you to suffer for the money that they give you because that makes them feel like it was worth paying you for it. And that... <laughs> I'm not going to win well, any friends with I'll the boss community nice for that one. Your, uh, yeah. I'll leave, I'll leave the bosses deal with you on that one. I think that moves nicely into your uh, your next topic, though. Um, yes. That you've you put down. Um, did you actually uh, experience that? Why don't you tell us what your uh, what your next point is? Okay. Well, look, this is it, isn't it? How how are there so many people in the world that are so steadfast that you cannot change that no matter what you say to them. And, and I'll put the religious people in this pile and I'll also put the flat earthers and I'll put the, I'll put the people who go to the same place every single day. And no matter what you tell them about another place, that's so much better. They'll always stick to the one thing. Um, it leads me to believe that, that there's a majority of people in the world that actually don't have any free thinking thought. And that hmm. is, is, is a, context for potentially the fact like Elon Musk thinks of course and I'm potentially not a multi-billionaire person I haven't checked my bank account recently but I don't think Bitcoin's gone up that much ching cha-ching but <laughs> um, are, are we actually living in a simulation now this is I, I... <laughs> this is not uh, uncommon well... this this is not uncommon this is this is actually most people have this existential debate with themselves. Am I real? Is this a real place? Am I the only one thinking and is everybody else just actors in a play or are they a, a robot or a, you know, is, is this an all a show for just me? So that's number one. Am I the only person in the simulation okay. and is the rest of the world just there for my benefit? Or okay. is there multiples of us in a simulation 
and then mm-hmm. or is everybody in a simulation? So it could be like one of those three scenarios. Okay. It's like I'm the only conscious person. Could be right. the, there's many conscious people, but not everybody's conscious. There are some NPCs. NPC is well, non-playing character for those who don't play. <laughs> don't play video games. I think games. NPCs. Yeah. Um, but, uh, or is everybody in a simulation? And have we all just at some point decided to wipe our memories of the, of the real world and just become uh, beings inside of the cyberspace? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. What do you think, General? A matrix, huh? Um, yeah. I, well, when I was younger... Um, I'm talking like um, sort of early school age. Um, I did. I do remember having this uh, existential uh, sort of perception of there is a void blackness. And wherever I walk within a perimeter of that, the level is loading, you know, like how old games used to work where, you know, you, you could own, only what you see existed and anything outside of that stopped existing. And I think um, when I got a little bit older from that, uh, I kind of understood, you know, like the mobile phone era came in and it's like, well, hang on, how is this person ringing me? And then, you know, the internet era, how am I talking to someone on the other side of the world? So the whole vision of this whole uh, level loading thing became a lot more grander, like the whole the whole earth must be active. You know, we, we get news, we get events, you know, you can be part of it, you can be not part of it again. Star Trek holodecks, things like that. You know, (laughs) it's an immersive experience. There is a a long running theory that we're actually, we're not here. We're actually cloud-based entities and we're projecting our consciousness onto the planet. Um, Yes, I have been down that YouTube rabbit hole. Um, (laughs) Not my views. It gets really late sometimes. A little bit too tired, and and you just let those videos roll. Um, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's an good clickbait. One. They have really good clickbait on the outside of the video. It's well, it, like it a guy with his brain exploding like or something. Us being energy beings, and and you know, um, in the martial arts background, I've got you know, we've got a thing called key, um, you know, or chi, um, and you've Is that got like key, like key. Uh, no, it's 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 about your your energy, your central energy inside your body, and then you've got Reiki and and other things that that um, explore that element, um, what they call New Age science or you know alternative medicines and that sort of area of the world uh, where crystals such thing, come into play. And like is that. there such thing as an alternative medicine, or is there just medicine? Because surely anything that works mm. is a medicine. And anything that doesn't work is just by science. Yeah, right. I think it's defined by science. So, and what I mean by that is, um, it's not that this does work or this doesn't work because that's science right there. But um, it's more the point of has there been enough testing to prove the results in a controlled study to validate it, and can we put a price tag on it? I think that basically the is the, the, <laughs> that is the basic de- definition right there. That was a very because, biased um, statement there. <laughs> well, no, it, it, you know, medically around the world, um, you know, these these things are expensive. I know if you live in America, you have to pay a hell of a lot more. Where I live, I'm lucky. I live in a small country called Wales that has a healthcare system called the NHS, and we get prescriptions for free, which. You know, other people don't get, so I have privilege there, massive privilege. But, you know, if um, if I wanted to have a baby in this country, not me personally, with a partner, um, then they would not have to pay a penny. In America, they have to pay like five, six grand to have a child. Sure, sure, it's, sure. It's, it's, 
It's I mean, crazy. Me- me- medical so, stuff does yeah. cost money because people have to learn how to do it. And, rah, 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 and we all, America is the worst yeah. case scenario. The rest of us don't have to, to go through that. But what I'm saying is like if I held uh, like a, I don't know, rose quartz thing, as I see these in shops all the time, they're so like a little crystal and mm-hmm. it's supposed to vibrating energy or whatever. I mean, you can tell I don't believe it. But um, you hold on to okay. this crystal or you rub it on your forehead or, I don't know, lick it or whatever you're supposed to do with it. Sleep with it under your pillow. <laughs> yeah, sleep yeah. with it. Yeah, put, put um, it in your pants. I don't know. Um, okay. So what if you <laughs> Look, if it worked, if it worked, if it worked for one person, mm-hmm. like if you could mm-hmm. have a person that held this crystal and one mm-hmm. person, right? Held the crystal and they turned into a dove, or they turned, or or their or their muscles grew bigger, or their brain power expanded, or they could solve all of these existential problems that we're coming up with. Um, if if they if if it, if it worked in any fashion mm-hmm. for just one person, it wouldn't even have to work for everyone. If it just worked for one person, you could say, "Hey, there's something to this." If if somebody stood up. And I don't want to hear anybody, oh, it works for me. Oh, I believe in mm-hmm. it because, you know, I have faith. Okay. I don't want to hear any of that. <laughs> I want to see somebody hold the crystal and turn into, you know, a light, blue lightning, superhuman, any, anything. <laughs> their, their cancer goes away. Their, the, the world gets better. Okay. All of a sudden, all of their family members grow an extra limb and can run twice as fast. I don't know. Whatever, whatever they think that these uh, magical devices do. If that, I don't even know if we're anywhere near my point, but if that worked, <laughs> then I would be like, uh, yeah, no worries. That's medicine. It, it's alternative because okay. it's not like a pharmaceutical brand of medicine, but it, it's a, it's a medicine. It, 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 it has credence to, to be yep. something. If you got, uh, like people say CBD oil for, for yep. which comes from, hemp plants or marijuana or I don't know. I don't actually know how that works, but I know that there's an oil and apparently it has some healing properties and a lot of people having a lot of success with it. And it doesn't have to. And and I think one thing that we forget is that it doesn't have to work for everything. Not Panadol doesn't work the same way for everybody. It works for a lot of people and, and medicine can be defined by how many people actually helps. It may only work for one person specifically or a very select case of people and they won't class it as a medicine, uh, like a, a proper medicine. They'll just have it like, well, this is what we found. It worked for this person or that person. And even if it works as a placebo, I'd be happier than what I okay. see coming into the alternative med- medicine market, like people with fish oils and, and all this stuff, which we've had for many thousands of years, and they've done testing on. But I was going to say that <laughs> they've yeah, never. It's, it's been, they've been around a long time, probably before you know modern, uh, pa- well, paracetamols and and things like that. But you know, I think like for example, the rose quartz stuff. That was that's more of a not well placebo. I guess is the, is the right term. It's supposed to like make you feel better, as in like emotionally and supported and compassionate. And then your body's immune system is then meant to react to the lack of stress chemicals in your system so that is a medicine in a in a kind of sort of way because yeah, you're sure. getting a, a result but then that's your physical form and we go back to the point of like are we in a simulation is that just an add-on pack you know is that is <laughs> that a are, are we in a computer game you know is that just a, a dlc expansion why, why am know, i not um, getting all these dlcs like if if my operator subscription package, okay. right? If my Sorry. operator is it me or is it is somebody operating me? Am, am I being controlled by yeah, some true. other being? 
back or am, is it actually is it actually me? Uh, is my conscious? Yeah, am I about to be held up at gunpoint for a yep. pizza? I, I don't know. Quite possible. <laughs> is a rocket car going to shoot past and some helicopter berating me? For, I mean, we all saw four, uh, Free Guy. Uh, I hope if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, go and go mm-hmm. and Grateful. do something to see that movie. It's a very very fun take on the simulation uh, where they've mm-hmm. actually created. AI characters that think and live for themselves. The whole premise of that movie is exactly what we're talking about. Um, and there are plenty of simulation movies. Let's name a few because I won't remember them all. So you'll get the, ha- the other half. We've got uh, um, Lawnmower Man, uh, Transcendence, which is Lawnmower Man, the new one with Johnny Depp in it. Um, mm-hmm. What else have we got? we got uh, The Matrix, one, two, and three, and four. I don't know if you saw four. Yeah. Don't. I have seen four. <laughs> it's, right, it's right up there with Indiana Jones four. Indiana, I liked Indiana Jones four. Ghostbusters two point five that doesn't exist. I did yeah. like the last Ghostbusters four. Afterlife. That was a good one. Did you watch that one? Oh, that was fantastic. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It anyway. wasn't the greatest story, but anyway, it, it, it was perfect for me. The nostalgia was on point. Yeah, but it wasn't so, yeah. a simulation movie, so that doesn't count. No, uh, there are plenty of there are plenty of. Uh, simulation stories out there and and a number of books yep. and I, they're not all movies of course there are a number of books and i trust that mm-hmm. um there are some intellectual people out there who have read such books as these but at the end of the day this is a well explored point and it's actually really funny when we talk about medicine and how is this scientific or is it an alternative medicine it's in the same premise that you prove a medicine um we can't prove or disprove whether we are in fact in a simulation or not because there's no way for us to tell and due to the size of the perceivable universe and the fact that just Mm. traveling to the next planet along which happens to be mars takes us such a long time it's it's mm. not you know it doesn't happen in twenty minutes. This is a you know the weird thing about that though is time changes when you're traveling in that in that environment as well. That 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 that's like an extra mind explosion because it takes us two million years to get to planet wherever, but that two million years is measured on our planet's time. It's a different speed it's not that they're the traveling for us, right? Yeah. It's, it's crazy to even think about that. And that also leads me to time zones. That blows my mind, but that's another thing. There are time <laughs> zones out there that are half hour changes and not hour changes. It's mental. <laughs> <laughs> it blows my mind. We're talking about blowing minds, and this is a good segue, and it carries on from your topic. It does. Um, my, final, my final point is um, about AI minds and sort of Star Trek teleporters and transporters and let me let me just sort of explain and say oh, I, I did want to ask you a question before you went there go on and, and i'm sure you're about to tell us so i might be ruining the point oh, but yeah. i just wanted to say ruining um, my... <laughs> ai minds versus start how the fuck do those things get in the same ring like are they they're not in the same fight that's not they're not the same thing anyway you're gonna explain okay, to us so how they're the same i'm gonna explain this 
Right. So the human evolution process is that we're trying to get to this point where we don't have sickness, we don't have illness, we don't have any sort of uh, ailments of any kind that we basically live forever. But obviously the planet will not sustain infinite growth and, and lack of death. There has to be an element of culling by nature. And as a, a very famous film and a very famous person once said, you know, life uh, finds a way. So as we evolve and as I we... I thought he was going to go with become... life, it ain't easy. But, you know, I was wrong. It ain't easy. Cool. I'll <laughs> he went with the Jurassic Park, easy. but that's fine. I did go. I did go with the Jurassic Park. But the, the point was that... Um, when we're pursuing these things, eventually um, we're going to get to the point where we're either going to download our consciousness into AI and live through that. Or, you know, the other thing, which is the Star Trek teleporters and transporters, where we introduce abilities to travel great distances. And in order to do that, we have to disassemble our molecules and re reassemble them at the other side. Or effectively, what we're doing is killing ourselves and then creating new versions of ourselves at another location. And both of those have that very same connotation where we're actually handing off our life to our clone we cease existing. And then our clone carries on existing, but has, for all intensive purposes, our memories and life experiences, etc. from beforehand. Um, and so my, 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 my sort of conversational point about this is... You know, at what point do we evolve to live without illness and 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 explore the galaxy and and get off this planet because it'll be overpopulated, etc., 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 at the cost of you know what is consciousness? Well, will humankind eventually cease? Should they survive all other natural and man-made disasters that that we could throw on the table? Um, would we stop ourselves from actually being human? Because with computers and, and technology and stuff, there's viruses and there's variables. And, you know, even with the best intentions and Asimov's laws that are introduced to protect us from X, Y, and Z things going wrong, we still have this whole handing over the keys to our, our existence. And I guarantee you, if we got to the point where we could download our bodies into androids or into other beings, there'd be a huge uptake from the people who love VR and love that immersive experience. There'd be a huge uptake. And then there would also be the the human um, uh, naturalists. The, this ain't natural. I don't like this. I don't want to go down that path. And I think <laughs> they it was come very along every time. Explored. They come along every time. Well, I think it was very beautifully explored by um, in, by Star Trek, where there was a, particular characters who didn't want to use the teleporters because they didn't like the idea of their bodies being discombobulated um, and then you know, recombobulated at the other end. You know, they'd rather just take the shuttle <laughs> you know they'd rather go go the hard way than you know and again they could die in a shuttle crash you know so on and so forth so it's it, it's interesting and i know that wealth will play a, a little role in this conversation because you know only the rich can have this opportunity and so on and so forth you know but um i, every, I think every week we strip, so far we seem to have got into turning ourselves into ai minds it just seems to be a common trend at the end of our conversations um, and, and, and what I think is most interesting about this idea and why it potentially will come up again is actually because what the question you're asking, and, and if I can discern all of that conversation that you've just had into, into one simple question is which way is better to travel around the galaxy as a computer 
in the or, in the, the in the in a spaceship yeah. or or whatever, or to just sort of uh, transport yourself as radio waves uh, and re, re rebuild yourself at the other end, kind of thing. I would like everybody to actually try and answer that question. Any anybody who does listen to this podcast. Uh, if you'd like to answer that question for us, and we can sort of get a poll of of who thinks which one of those two is the best way to travel, because if it, you know, and I'll put a case forward for for what I think is the best, and I think it's the AI minds one because I feel like if you were if you're a computer um, and you had to travel an extremely long distance, say millions of light years, mm-hmm. uh, you could just turn yourself off for a period of time, and, and then at the other end. <laughs> Right, but you could just turn yourself back on at the other end, and it would be almost instantaneous travel. Uh, whereas sending yourself as radio waves, obviously, I see. I, f- I feel like it's more risk. There's less ability to protect yourself, um, and you potentially uh, could be interfered with. You might come out the other end with is two people. It might be the fly all over again. You know, something or like that. Or that episode of Voyager where you get two Vicks, two Vulcan Neelix merging together. Two, yep, yeah, that one. People will become one, <laughs> you know. This, um, it's you interesting. Fall into a wormhole. I guess encryption, encryption would be a key in that so to lock the data down. Um, but yeah, I mean, both I of those, call it a both buffer, of those are interesting. A pattern buffer, yes. But what about um, what about the, the the people who don't want to do either? Well, you know, are we going to open this up to the the people who just want to go the old fashioned way, jump in a shuttle, or do they not get a choice and they have to answer the questions well, of will they that, go as AI or, or teleport? I mean, and and I guess I'm assuming that we haven't invented mm. warp drive at this point. Okay, that's a good way to distinguish that then. So we got an opportunity there. Okay, so there's there's no way. To, to get there other than these two options. Um, you, can, you can wait your lifetime, which is a very short period of time if you're not an AI mind or, or a radio wave, um, which you're mm. essentially would be in either of these things for a period of time. Uh, so you can't get there. You just don't get to go. No. <laughs> you have to stay at home if you don't want to do either or two of these things, which is fine. We're not saying that you're not allowed to stay at home. While we're exploring the galaxy, uh, but you don't the, get to I, I go with AI. I, I, I like the AI mind myself, um, just for my view, I think. But I think the teleport transport way, you'd get there quicker. And also, you'd still be you. I mean, would you, though? Well, that's, is, well, I guess that's the beauty of this, this question. Is the question. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to hear right everybody's now. comments on that one. Please head over to the Hinderland Discord uh, to reply to this. It will have that up on the website this week. And we have chosen a podcast host for the period of time. So you'll be able to check out previous podcasts, even though there's one at the moment. There will be more. And if you're watching this somewhere in the future where we have been doing this for a long time and we're highly successful. Hi, everybody. Um, this is us in the past. Okay. Hello, and it would be very interesting to hear your comments and such in the past. Um, I have one more thing that I'd like to bring up. I know we only have two topics each, but I do have another one, which okay. uh, may not be as controversial, as thought-provoking as our minds and Star Trek teleporters and, and simple okay. life and all those things that we came up with today. But it's actually something that really gets on my nerves, and I need to know if I'm if I'm the only one or not the only one. Okay, so... This is when you go to Subway and you, you order you a, to a, 
the, the sandwich shop, you know. I don't yes, know if you I have do. that in the UK. I, I enjoy it. I frequent it. There's one across the road from my house. Okay, so Subway, and you go in there and you and you order your, your sandwich and, and sort of a bit of a role play. The guy says, hey, how you going? How can I help you today? And you say, oh, I'd love a, I'd love a, a meatball sub uh, or a veggie delight sub or whatever you order. Um, and <laughs> I, would, I would say I uh, want it on the, the wheat bread. I always get the wheat bread if they have it, but I always go in really early, so it's, I kind of get what I get. And then they go and they bring the piece of bread over and they start cutting the thing open and they say the dreaded line. And this is the line. And if you don't know what I'm talking about yet, you may not have this problem. But the line that they say is, would you like this toasted or fresh? Mm, Okay. Right. Now, so you don't see a problem with that? Well, they don't say fresh to me. Oh, what Um, do they say to you? uh, Do you want it toasted or not? See, well, that's what I, I want what them saying. to say. That's what I want them yeah, to right. say. It's, it's, I guess, it's I guess, still fresh. Yeah. It's, even if it's toasted, it's still fresh piece of bread that you just cooked. Why do I have to, why do I, I feel like if I don't say fresh, that I'm going to get some old moldy piece of bread <laughs> and like an old sandwich that they made yesterday out of the fridge. And then Isn't they're going to stick it in the toast anyway. It, I mean, it's always fresh. I just have have yeah, my they, exception. They bake it before they give it. So when they toast it, they don't really toast it. What they do is they just heat it up. <laughs> Would you like it heated? <laughs> but that, it's it's something that really gets someone. When people say that, they say toasted or fresh. I'm like, it's fresh. It, it, I want it fresh and it's toasted, fresh either way. And it really gets someone. I don't yeah. know. If it, that's anyway. It's a little bit of a gripe. So if anybody else it's has that same saying, problem, but... well, it it is, yeah. isn't it? But I know that it's fresh. I know that the bread's fresh, and I know that even if they toast it, it's still the same piece of bread. I know that. But it just feels like they're saying to me, do you want something that's not fresh or something that's fresh? Which one, you, which one would you choose? And it just doesn't sound like the kind of question that I want to answer with the answer that I want to give because I want it toasted, because I always do. I like to get my cheese melty mm-hmm. and, and all that. But I don't want to say on. I don't want fresh because I do want fresh. So, so every time they say that, I'm like, I'm going to have to say toasted unless I want to have this stupid argument with them every single time I go into Subway. And, and unfortunately, I, I have every now and then had that argument. It doesn't get you anywhere. Just so you know, don't try it. It doesn't get you anywhere. But you uh, download the app, order online, and then go and collect it. That's, that's, that's the trick. Because then you don't get asked any questions. You just tick boxes. It's fine. I don't think they have the app here. In Subway yet? Oh, really? They do have it in, they do have it in a number of stores, um, in McDonald's and KFC. Uh, but oh, we have apps for everything here. Honestly, I mean, they everything. might. If there's somebody that works at Subway listening to this podcast, please tell me about your app. I might even Google it after this. Who knows? Anyway, that's it for this week, guys. Thank you very much for listening. In general, it has Hashtag been a pleasure. Not not yep. sponsored by Subway whatsoever. <laughs> no, no. But the sandwich shops are available. <laughs> that You can go to any sandwich shop you like and you can have this argument with them at your local yes. sandwich establishment. Go for your life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, are, we are looking to uh, add an element to our podcast in the, in the next week, which would be to uh, have a, a person of interest come on the show uh, maybe a streamer or one of the people that listen to the podcast and just to, to give their point of view on some of our topics. So if you are interested in that, please let us know and uh, we'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. 
Otherwise, for that, I would like to say goodbye. Thank you very much from us here in Happy Hedgehogs and Busy Beavers. And we will see you again next week. Thank you again. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye. Goodbye.